The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, June 25th. In today's news, the president calls for depriving immigrants of due process. Federal prosecutors will interview Stormy Daniels today. And women drive in Saudi Arabia for the first time. But first, the big idea. The public shaming of Trump backers shows the growing political divide. Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi, a Republican who is close with President Trump, was accosted by liberal activists on Friday night as she watched a documentary about Fred Rogers called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Ironically, the film highlights Mr. Rogers' teachings of love and kindness. But Bondi had to be escorted from the theater in Tampa by police as partisans screamed at her. One of the activists told the Tampa Bay Times afterward, quote, I'm not Mr. Rogers. I don't have the poise or temperament of Mr. Rogers. Another guy added, quote, We're coming to where you're watching a movie or eating dinner. Sorry, not sorry. That's a far cry from Michelle Obama's 2016 mantra, when they go low, we go high. On the same day Bondi was run out of that theater in Tampa, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was denied service at a restaurant in Virginia, and protesters rallied outside the home of DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. These and other confrontations over the past week reflect widespread progressive disgust with Trump over his policy of separating immigrant families, and with anyone implementing or even defending the president's agenda. At a rally in Los Angeles on Saturday, Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who's in line to become chair of the Financial Services Committee if Democrats win the House, celebrated these more aggressive tactics. Here's a part of her speech that someone at the event recorded. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Already, you have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Yeah. Who's saying no peace, no sleep. Waters said that they should apply maximum pressure anytime they run into anyone tied to Trump. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Here's the rub. These episodes, which have gone viral on social media, risk backfiring by playing into Trump's hands, allowing him to galvanize conservatives and alienating middle-of-the-road independents who prize tolerance and civil discourse. Cumulatively, though, these episodes also underscore the degree to which Trump, who himself often uses divisive rhetoric, has transformed American politics. You're seeing a lot of people on social media, like former Barack Obama chief strategist David Axelrod, speaking up against what Waters said and criticizing the restaurant owner in Virginia who turned Sanders away. Maintaining a healthy democracy depends on political disagreements not turning violent or even overly caustic. And there's growing concern about the safety of some federal employees as the rhetoric gets more heated. The deputy secretary of DHS warned staff in an internal memo this weekend of a heightened threat against them. 
She sent a risk assessment that she said is based on, quote, specific and credible threats that have been levied against certain DHS employees. She also noted that thousands of employees have now had their personally identifiable information publicly released on social media without their consent. America has obviously gone through tumultuous times before, but you have to go back to the colonial era to find this kind of widespread public shaming. Presidential historian Michael Beschloss recalls a 1974 incident at the Chez Panis restaurant in Berkeley, California. Its staff didn't want to serve H.R. Haldeman, who was then chief of staff in Richard Nixon's White House and a key figure in the Watergate cover-up. But in those days, incidents of political division were not instantly amplified through cell phones and social media accounts. In the end, Haldeman was served. And he personally thanked the head chef at Alice Waters' iconic restaurant for, quote, not shaming me in front of my daughter. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, on Sunday, the president explicitly advocated for depriving immigrants of their due process rights by tweeting that anyone who crosses the border illegally is a, quote, invader and should be deported without getting to appear before a court. This attack on the judicial system sowed even more confusion as lawmakers struggled to reach consensus on some kind of compromise immigration legislation. House Republicans are still preparing to vote this week on a broader GOP-only immigration bill, but it doesn't have the votes to pass. There was some momentum over the weekend for a more narrow package, which may get wider support among lawmakers if the broader bill fails. Meanwhile, down at the border, the Trump administration says it's taking active steps to reunite more than 2,000 migrant children who were taken from their parents. In a statement issued Saturday, the government said over 500 children have already been reunited with their folks. It also said it would allow parents who are facing deportation and have been separated from their children to request that their kids be deported with them. But for now, many migrant children remain thousands of miles away from their detained parents. They're spread out all over the country in institutional settings with adults who are not permitted to touch them, and in foster homes where parents who do not speak Spanish hug them when they cry. U.S. authorities are compiling mugshots of the children, and immigration lawyers who have seen the pictures say some of them show the kids in tears. Number two, Stormy Daniels is slated to be interviewed by federal prosecutors in New York today, as she prepares for a possible grand jury appearance related to the hush money payments from longtime Trump lawyer Michael Cohen. Daniels and her attorney have been cooperating with prosecutors and have provided documents about the $130,000 payment made to her shortly before the 2016 election. She's suing Trump and Cohen to invalidate the confidentiality agreement she signed to cover up an alleged affair with Trump. Number three, Saudi Arabia allowed women to drive for the first time ever on Sunday becoming the last country in the world to lift its ban on female drivers. The move comes as Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has moved to loosen some of his country's harshest social restrictions, including its policy of gender segregation. The government heavily promoted celebrations, including a gathering of female drivers near a mall. Some arrived in cars driven by their husbands, and then they took the wheel themselves. It's not yet clear whether large numbers of Saudi women will rush to get on the roads, The government says about 120,000 women have applied for licenses, although the process of issuing them has been slowed by the small number of training schools available. Saudi women continue to agitate for more far-reaching changes. But as women drove for the first time, they drew delighted gasps from other drivers and encouragement from women who have yet to obtain their licenses. Many hailed it as an important step toward greater freedom and control over their own lives. 
And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, June 25th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.